Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Uh, fine. I started playing Elden Ring, so it's a miracle I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, Did you get good yet? Oh, absolutely not. No. I, there is still a th- I can't work out if my if it's my computer or just a bug with the game, but a lot of the enemies just sort of go invisible a lot of the time. Yeah, which is very difficult to play um, when you can't see the thing that's still hitting you, which is annoying. So like I've got to kind of restart the game every half an hour or so, which sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean I played a lot of Souls games as a kid. Like I played a lot of Demon Souls. Yeah. And then Dark Souls two, I think. I played, um, so I'm very very bad because I'm completely out of the uh, practice of how to play that game, and have died many times. But that's the whole point. It's very fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a good game. So far, I've played like six hours, but it's it's been good. Yeah, people people seem to like it. They're uh, yeah, they're they're not for me. I I don't really enjoy them, but that's fine. The people that do seem to love them, and mm-hmm. and that's that. Yeah, they're like they can be very very miserable. Um, like because you've been so conditioned by other video games to just like dying is bad, or dying is not that bad, and you can just start from where you would just were and you know pick up where you left off, and it's fine. Um, but deaths are extremely punishing and extremely common. So I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to turn this into like a uh, FromSoft make bad games thing, but like I like roguelikes. Roguelikes are absolutely fine. I just think FromSoft make clunky games uh, that uh, are unfinished point. sometimes when they're released. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're very, games. they're very much. I don't know. In, in my opinion, they're very much style over substance. Um, uh, I think, I and they don't do a lot for me. That's fair. I mean, it's with, like, I don't know. I feel like it's like, <laughs> it's like really uncool to like shit on Dark Souls games, but also like kind of uncool to like be like, yeah, they're the best games ever. And I don't, I don't know. I well, don't no, know. Like Soulsborne games, you either love them or you hate them. And there's there's no like oh I occasionally play Soulsborne games yeah that's it like I don't feel passionate enough about them I just I just don't think or I guess I don't feel like proportionately passionate to like to argue my point other than just I think there are better roguelikes I, I mean we all know that your opinions on video games make you a better or worse person yeah exactly you, you can judge someone on the personal level by what video games they like yeah and if you disagree with what they like then you're a bad person. <laughs> uh, oh, I like some. I like some awful games. I like some awful games. I've <laughs> uh, been doing that. I played some Legacy. Sweet. I picked up lands, and felt stupid all over again. That deck's really hard to play. Um, yeah. But yeah, I played some actual Magic for like extended periods of time, which was nice. Um, and that's about, about, about my week, really. <laughs> I have not done anything else of interest. Yeah, it's kind of been one of those weeks for for me as well. I think I just haven't really. Yeah, just kind of been like stuck in the grind, getting my head down, getting on on my work. Um, I, I don't know. Just every week's the same. I don't really do a lot. Although I did, uh, did play some kitchen table magic on Sunday, which was uh, incredible. It really, really kickstarted my my fire for. Tabletop magic again, I think. Well, it's been long enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, one of my one of my friends is, is just decided to get into magic, and he, he's very much just like, G- 
getting into magic, as in I'm going to buy some cards and I'm going to play with some cards. So he came over on Sunday and I, I put some like pioneer power level sort of decks together uh, to play against each other, and it was it was super fun, really really fun. Uh, it was all yeah, I don't know, like it was like we weren't playing a proper format. Everything was kind of like loose, and there were take backs and. You know, it was teaching them a lot of lessons while we were playing as well, and it was just it was just fun. It was super super fun. Uh, one of the most fun experiences I've had playing Magic for a very very long time. It felt like you know turn up to F and M for my first time. It was sweet. Remember when Magic was fun? Yeah, yeah, I do. I actually <laughs> do because it, it really really just like I don't know encapsulated that, that feeling of, of of Magic just being like fun. It was nice. It was a really yeah. nice experience. I miss when magic was fun and not just a thing I did because I felt compelled to do it because I have nothing else to do. Yeah, but yeah, it was super cool just to like. Cause I feel like whenever I do play magic, it's always, you know, I'm playing magic online or I'm playing arena. I guess at the moment I'm playing magic online or I'm playing arena. I'm playing competitively against you know, fairly skilled players. All of the or, you know, I, when I'm playing, I have to play the me- make the best plays possible, and I'm under the assumption that my opponents are always going to make the best plays possible. That thinking that mentality was just completely out the window and it was just like right let's just have the most fun and it was sweet but not unlike a like stupid like oh we're playing a, a multiplayer game with a hundred card decks that we're going to draw out this game for like four hours that's the most fun thing <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta get that it, last dig in it commander right oh yeah it just it wasn't that kind of fun it was just pure like slinging spells the way garfield intended it was lush you mean you didn't just crush the person that didn't know how to play magic no, not at all. That is not, not at all. That is not the way that I've been told to teach people how to play magic. Yeah. <laughs> what you do is you assert dominance over them and make them never want to play again. That's that's how you teach people to play magic. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, it's fun, definitely. Played some actual magic with another person. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't done that in two years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's been a little bit more recent than two years, but. Uh... It's been few and few and far between since the, since the pandemic started, but no, I mean, hopefully it's just one more person to add to the play group now. Um, do some in person drafts soon, I think. Yeah, it's going to be one fun. More, one more person's finances to cripple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does Magic seem like a cheap game for people to get into? Because I know we talked about it. Like, I, I yeah, I I really uh, really don't know. Uh, it, it was it was like the. The thing, like we were talking about it when he, he approached me and saying, you know, he was going to get into it, wanting to get into it, and I was asking for advice on things to buy, and you know, I, like the whole time I was like, yeah, like like this is a good product, this is not a good product, but like also it's really difficult to recommend you anything because I know from personal experience how much like magic is just a time and money sink, so mm-hmm. like it, <laughs> if you're getting some fun of it out of it, like absolutely, but like be warned that if you if you're the type of person where it being such a big time and money sink could be a big deal then there's a good chance it will be a big deal for you so was uh yeah it was was difficult and then like we got talking so so you've got we got talking about like you know he doesn't know what formats are or anything yet like he's played like his first time ever playing paper magic was sunday um he's played magic as in, like, played games on Arena for, like, a week maybe at this point. Doesn't sure. really know what, you know, formats are or, any, or anything, so I was explaining formats and how that works and stuff, and then, yeah, I was talking about, like, it must be, like, really 
difficult and seem really intimidating when I'm talking about things like modern and being like, oh yeah, well, this deck's like a thousand dollars, or if you want to play well, like stuff like Legacy being completely, completely like out of the just out out of the accessibility range for somebody coming completely brand new into the game. Which brings me back to why proxies are great, and uh, <laughs> we should all be playing with proxies because more people in Legacy, please. We can just rehash the last three episodes and just do it all again in one episode if you want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've found I don't it know. funny when people yeah. like, try and introduce people to magic by playing like Legacy and stuff. Yeah. So not only is that an absurdly complex thing to try and teach someone, it's also like they're not gonna be able to afford that at all. Like, there's no. Yeah. A lot of magic is ramping up. To like, okay, I can. I feel comfortable spending twenty pounds on this for the month, and then maybe next month I'll spend some more. To like, I will spend a hundred pounds every week on this stupid fucking game. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. I guess when I have a friend who who gets interested in something that I'm heavily interested in, I want to be able to share my experiences with them, and you know, show them, you know, show them and give them the experiences that I enjoy with that thing as well. And you know, it's like. You can't really turn around to somebody and go, okay, this is what I like to do with this game. This is how I like playing. You, you can do this as well. All you need to do is spend that $5,000. Like, that's a ri- ridiculous ask. Absolutely ridiculous ask. <laughs> this, you thing want... you've just pe- this thing that you've just played for a week, oh, if you want to experience, experience it to, a, to its its best, you got to just drop $5,000 now. Like, what? That's got to be true of most hobbies, right? Outside of, I, like, I, I don't know, I mean, movies and TV shows. Yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, if you, if you, I guess you know, like we're, we're talking about, I guess in terms of, of playing, uh, playing with like the, the top level, high level stuff, then yeah, I don't know, golf. I feel like golf was the one that always comes up. Like when you compare the hobbies to magic, like golf is stupidly expensive to play the at the equi- at the equivalent level. I don't know, old people, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays golf? <laughs> I guess it's no more silly than playing Magic the Gathering, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all hobbies are going to be expensive at some point, so yeah, that, and that's what I mean. Like, I think golf's a good comparison because you get like, like, it's a couple of thousand for a de- for a set of decent golf clubs, isn't it? Whereas Legacy deck will cost you a couple of thousand too. Well, I hope your friend has a stable income, no dependents, and a understanding partner if they have a partner. Because <laughs> 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 there may be no coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I gave him the warning, and he had some fun. Worst comes, like, yeah, worst comes to worst. Wait, we'll just draft my cube. Just one more person who can draft my cube forever. That's 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 my plan, I guess. I don't know. It was fun. I had a really fun time. It was nice. More of that, please. Sweet, having fun playing Magic. It's few and far between. So, so <laughs> when you can. Cool. However, we did get some big, big Magic news this week, sort of. So we had the the weekly MTG stream. Um, and they've uh, they've revealed some sneak preview stuff for Streets of New Commander, so I guess that's what we're gonna gonna go through this week because Kamigawa's been out for a fortnight, so it's time to to move on and get excited. It's time to completely ignore the cool set we've all been enjoying this entire time, and yeah. that many places have only just got reasonable stock of. Let's talk about new cards. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, so I mean, Kamigawa is is fantastic though, and yeah, I think. Every week as as it goes by, I am going to move it further and further up my my all time draft format list because it is, yeah, it is that good. Uh, I wish, I wish there was a, a limited GP for Kamigawa that would have been amazing. 
I wish there maybe were next time. Maybe next time we go like, yeah, I wish there were GPs. <laughs> I wish there was any kind of magic happening yeah. that wasn't organised by stores or individuals. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. You mean you can ask your local game store to run a sealed event? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's see if we can uh, get a couple of hundred people to play there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> COVID's over, so why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, New Panic. It's, it's got some. Co- I mean, I'm not really that excited about the set. I think I was so excited for Kamigawa that's probably taking up all of my excitement for most of the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. I think, I, I think I'm more, I'm more intrigued than excited. I think intrigued is, is the word that I would use. Um, it feels like, from what we've seen so far, it feels like no magic set that we've ever seen before. Uh, but like not in the way that Kamigawa was. I think I think Kamigawa is like previous. Like it's like to me, like it's always been like magic that they've done in the past, which has you know it's contained technology and robots and stuff. It's just got a got a bit of a neon paint coat on it this time. That's fine. I don't think think Kamigawa was Neon Dynasty was too outrageous in terms of the setting for a for a magic set. Streets of New Capenna, to me it seems it seems like far more far more of a what's the word I'm looking for far more of like a different setting than, than Kamigawa like you have this this almost like yeah like almost almost modern like city and there's there's like crime family bosses and stuff and I feel like th- this feels like a real potentially like a real world setting more so than your your futuristic fancy magic Blade Runner Kamigawa does to me. Yeah, I mean, when one of the main pieces of splash out we have is Obnix was wearing a pinstripe suit, it was going to be very yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, it looks kind of cool. I just, I don't know, This I, I don't hate it in any kind of way. I'm not going to be one of those weirdos that's... Oh, yeah, no, I... Popping I, I off don't, the sanctity of fantasy don't, settings, but... Yeah, that's it. Like, I definitely, definitely don't hate it at all. Um, definitely think it's it's intriguing, and I, I like them, I like them you know, although we haven't really seen a lot from it yet, I like them taking that direction of it. I think, I guess, if I had to make a comparison to anything in in my mind currently, the the thing would be Shadows of Innistrad, but that's only because that had a um, a sort of like mystery slash detective story, which was sort of weaved through it when you were yeah. following Jace as he was investigating on the planes and stuff and and that almost that almost has like a film noir thing which is what is why I assume we will tie in heavily with the the, the new Capenna stuff that Art yeah. Nouveau Art Deco film noir style of, of the late 1800s to early 1900s I guess man I didn't know we were supposed to do homework for this <laughs> <laughs> just rattling off those dates uh, I will say that I hate the set symbol. Yeah, yeah, the set, set symbol awful. is not great. It's a knuckle dust with a pair of wings on it. It's so bad. <laughs> I hate that very much. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to have to wait to see more cards. But like, we've got yeah. crime families and like the shards. Shards are the crime family. Yeah. So that's cool, I guess. And then we've got one of the, like, we've got a card depicting a boxing ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, uh, I mean, yeah, we don't really know much, but we will, we'll talk about the things we know. So yeah, so we have the the other half of the triumph cycle, um, 
which I don't know. I feel it feels weird to call them triumphs, but now because these these certainly are not triumphs. These are like named place. I mean, I guess the triumphs were named places as well, but they felt like they felt like land. Like these these feel like like places. Like we've got Jetmir's garden, Rafine's tower, Spara's headquarters, Xander's lounge, and Zeatora's proving ground. Like these these sound like like rooms or buildings as opposed to you know, actual pieces of land like the uh, like the Triumphs did. Maybe I do hate this set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't like it's just this. It's just very strange. So, I mean, like, it's, it's intriguing. It's really, really weird. It's like, it's like the, when we had, like, Luxury Suite in, um, in Battle Bond. Battle Bond, yeah, yeah. And it was really weird, because why was there, like, a suite in this, like, vaguely medieval like, fantasy game? I mean, it made it made sense because, like, so it made sense because the the luxury suite is obviously like the it's like the VIP box where you're watching the uh, where you're watching the, the the games where you're watching the the grand tournament take place. But it just it felt weird, it being the name of like land. Like when you you if you compare it to compare it to like the names of like I don't know like shocklands or. I guess any of the, any dual lands really, they usually sound like names of of places like outdoorsy places. But this was just like luxury suite. Oh, it's like a it's like a room. I How you, am, you know, the whole the whole point of like lands is like you're drawing you're drawing mana from the ley lines of the of the lands. You're using the the power of the land itself. But this is just like I don't know, like you're drawing magic from the way the room is decorated <laughs> I mean I am, I am glad it's not called Zeotora's boxing ring I guess yeah, Zeotora's yeah. proving ground sounds a little bit more magic-y but then we've got the uh, the alt arts and again we have borderless and showcase again hooray um, and they look weird it's like secret there is bleeding over honestly is how it feels yeah yeah, yeah a little and I don't like it and that's fine. I mean, who cares what I think? What I think about things is completely unimportant. Um, but I don't like it. <laughs> that's how I feel. You know? Yeah, I... I don't know. I feel like I'm in, in two minds about it. I feel like I don't... I don't mind it. I don't mind them doing all of their... Their, their all art versions. Because cause they're going to. They're, they're not, not going to at this point. I don't mind them doing all of their art versions... All of their like, you know, wacky. Oh, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's put this in the set. Let's see how this goes. Like they want to do all of their experiment and yeah, go for it. I'm, I'd, I'd much rather they take the risk, risks and do these things. But I think the the thing that's bugging me is is that there's there's no consistency in this cycle of, of lands now, and that really throws me off. Like this is this is the other half of the triomes, but these are all. Like I guess the triumphs are all named to places on Ikoria, so you know, yeah, they might be harder to reprint in future sets. These ones are all like tied to specific people's names as well, so these are going to be incredibly hard to reprint in a set that isn't Nukapenna. And then also the showcase versions are going to look completely different to the the Ikoria ones. And there's like yeah. three different types. There were only two different types for Ikoria. I don't know. They, I, I'm all for them doing their things. I, I would just like a bit of consistency with it. I think I've just given up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I mean, they certainly. It seems like they certainly have. Like, 
Yeah, I think I'll just wait for people who are much smarter than me to tell me the cards that are good, and then I'll play those cards. And everything else yeah. about it, I will probably just ignore, which really makes for good podcasting, honestly. Um, but I just don't. I, I find it hard to care about these things anymore. Uh, we, we also have ascendancies. So yes, we have a, a shard ascendancy cycle. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Like the Tokyo ones were were great, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with these. We've got one of them so far, Broker's Ascendancy, so it is green, white, blue. For an enchantment, at the beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control, and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. Uh, seems pretty good. Do you like Definitely Columbia? excited to see what they do with the rest of the rest of the cycle, because I think the Ascendancy cards were great. I just There's a fox wearing a fedora. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I make my piece about that. That's that's what this episode is. I'm just going to talk about how much I hate this for the next forty minutes. Yeah. I, before, because before I said I didn't hate it, but that's mainly because all I knew was ah, Triumph's cool. It's probably good that they finished that cycle. That seems good for modern and pioneer and standard, I guess. But I've just looked at the the regular art for Broker's Ascendancy, and there's just like a there's like I don't know a jackal. A, some kind of is it a, a, a lynx? I assume. Yeah, yeah, sure. In a in a in a fedora with like a fur-lined jacket and a tie, and there's an eagle with a pinstripe suit on. And and I don't know. Was there not a way to do this without it being completely just like it looks like it's set in the forties? Uh, I yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> that's it. I think that's. <laughs> Because just they managed that like that film noir almost sort of crime setting thing theme going on with uh, with Shadows of Innistrad, and that that definitely still felt like a Magic the Gathering plane. That still felt like Innistrad. Um, I guess it was more so like a Lovecraftian uh, in's mouth thing going on than like a strictly like uh, you know Godfather crime families thing downtown Chicago thing going on yeah, but, I, mean, uh, yeah I, I don't know it's, it's, it is it is strange isn't it they managed it with like, Conspiracy 2 there was that yeah, kind of like, yeah, yeah. CD underground thing and you had like Leovold who was like the weird but it was still very like high fantasy and yeah, oh, man, maybe I'm just becoming everything I hate and, like, I'm not going to you know have a go at Watsi or like send death threats to people because I'm a well adjusted normal person um, and it ultimately doesn't matter what I think about things but I just I just really don't like it I don't like that links yeah. in a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the links in the fedora is, is a little unsettling, but I, <laughs> I think this is the point I was trying to make before. Like this, this set from the little we've seen of this set so far, to me, this set feels far more jarring than Kamigawa Neon Dynasty did with its its robot Tanuki and and magical neon lights and stuff. Yeah, because we had vehicles, and you can still make vehicles like seem relatively magic-y and stuff, but this is just like... Yeah, yeah. The only thing that's magic or fantasy here is the fact that there's an anthropomorphized rhino, which we've had before, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But just we're wearing normal people, human, like, earth clothes, <laughs> not magic-y clothes. And the art, yeah. the art deco... And one. that's it. It's like, oh, here's Obnixilus, the big, big, powerful demon planeswalker, and he's in a pinstripe suit. And <laughs> yeah, it's really jarring yeah. to me. I, I'm, I just feel uneasy, I think is my problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel extremely uneasy. Uh, and the, the, the fucking cubism one. Like, I don't hate the art, but seeing it on a magic card is very strange to me. 
yeah i guess the showcase things are cubism now well it's it's art is it art nouveau art deco i don't know what the difference is i'm not i'm not clued up enough on that period of art to really know yeah well neither am i but now it's like a picasso ass thing i think it's it's, yeah (laughs) the fucking bird's beak (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's a little weird like it looks like uh it's just like a little Dorito sticking out of this Muppet's face. It looks like a Muppet. It looks like Sammy Eagle. That's what it looks like to me. It's very bizarre. Oh, yeah, it does. It does look like Sammy Eagle. It looks like Sammy Eagle. Or like a pigeon. Oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> it's like a pigeon in a suit. <laughs> like a poorly rendered pigeon. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't want to come into this episode with such negative energy, but I just, I, I do hate looking at these things. So, <laughs> so you're gonna get my visceral reaction. Like it's fine. We're all entitled to our, to our opinions. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's incredibly jarring. I think like, uh, we, we talk in spot. Is it a spoiler? I don't know. I don't think it's a spoiler because the art's been revealed at this point. But we do know about another character that is in this set as well. Um, that looks incredibly jarring. Do we? From the, uh, the, yeah, so from the promo book, we know that, that Elspeth is in the set, but she's dressed as a flapper. What? Oh, why? <laughs> have, you, have you not seen this art? No, send it to me immediately. Okay. Why? Okay, so, uh, Elspeth's like big return to form, because obviously she returned into Elspeth. I mean, I, I assume it's Elspeth, because it looks like Elspeth. Oh, because um, so we don't even know it's Elspeth. It's not a wondrous situation. We don't know for certain, but I mean... I'll show you this art, and then then you tell me you tell me who that is in magic. Fucking hell! I guess. <laughs> and not unlike a oh, the Wanderers Elspeth way in like a that actually matches. What she looks like, I guess. It's... Yeah, what Elspeth looks like, and she's got the the sword, the I big guess, sword. I guess it stuff. could just be generic. White I mean, woman. it 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 could just just be generic magic flapper, but yeah. I'm going to have the, uh, so many people turn it to pre-release wearing fucking suits and fedoras and flapper dresses. And I'm going to have to deal with that and pretend that I'm fine with it, aren't I? <laughs> That's what's going to have to happen yeah, to maybe. me. That's going to be my life now, is I'm going to have to pretend I'm fine with these people dressing up like that. And for all intents and purposes, I am. I'm totally fine with that. Oh, this just... This, oh, there's something weird about it I don't like. Um... I cannot explain how much I dislike this. <laughs> but, okay, well, it's yeah, just... it's it's truly it's truly strange. I mean, I, I assume at this point as well, like we'll probably see Davriel Kane in the set as well because we know that there are a, there's a family of of demons who are lawyers, and we know that's that's pretty much how his magic works. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is it. You're not is... a fan, are you? You're not this a fan. Is, this is the point at which I quit magic. It wasn't even. It's not. It's hyperbole. I'm not going to do that. That'd be stupid. But this, this. I think this is the most uncomfortable I've been looking at magic cards. Because at least with like yeah. the, the Walking Dead and the Stranger Things one that I actually own, at least that's very obviously separated from magic. And like, yeah, it looks weird. Like there being skateboards and guns on magic cards, but at least it's very much separated. Yeah, and it is its own thing. This is just a, a set where. Oh, that picture of Obnix's list. Ugh. Um. Maybe this set's going to be great, and I love it, but I, I'm not enjoying it so far. Um, we can talk about the lands, I guess. The basics. 
Yeah, let's let's get into the the basics. Guess whether I'm a fan of those. Just, we'll let's pivot it, pivot into something that we that we might like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about these basics. I think these are stunning pieces of art. Feels a little jarring have them on magic cards. Uh, I I do like them though. I I think I definitely do like them. I don't think they're half as nice as the uh, the ones that we just saw in Kamigawa, but they are. I think they're nice. I think they're nice. They look like loading screens for Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, or Bioshock. They Bioshock very much look Infinite, like like yeah. Bioshock. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the whole the whole style, really. I think I think some people I've seen people speculate about what well, what a secret layer, or what a crossover IP could be for this set, and I mean, I think to me Bioshock would be the one that makes the most sense. There's a lot of similar looking architecture yeah, f- going on, a very similar sure. setting. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain how I feel. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're very much cool pieces of art. Uh, yeah. Full Art Basic Lands are no longer special. Um, these people will really want to buy them for like a week and then they'll realise that they're actually not worth anything and they look like every other Full Art Basic Land they own. But yeah, the art's cool. Um, it's just like, it looks like. It looks like loading screens from Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Or Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. I yeah. I think I think it's 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 cool. Like it's. I I I never have any problem with them doing anything on basic lands. To be honest, I think basic lands are are absolutely fine. They could do whatever, absolutely whatever on them, and all it does is give people more options, and and that's cool. Basic lands are a thing where there should be as many options to for you to do with with whatever you want. Um, so yeah, I like these; these are cool. I won't be playing them myself; won't be purchasing purchasing them, but they might be reasonable trade fodder for like the Ukyo basic lands. If people prefer these to those, I'll happily trade mine for those. Um, yeah, they're they're fine. They're fine. Although I do, yeah, you did mention about the uh, the set symbol. I really don't like the set symbol on these basic lands either. Uh, yeah, it all looks really weird and jarring. And it looks quite big as well. It's just a knuckle duster. With a, it looks like the <laughs> yeah. kind of logo that would be on the back of a hoodie of someone I don't want to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. You know I mean? It does. It's giving me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> this whole set is maybe just making me think of people I don't want to speak to. And I'm going to get explained to why mafia iconography is really cool at pre-release. Yeah. It uh, looks reminded me of um, I don't remember the name of, name of the brand, but I'm sure there's like a there's like a quote unquote edgy like vegan milk brand that does like coffee that I've got a logo that's quite oh, similar. Is it Milk of a Y? I think it might be Milk of a Y. Yeah. Man. Who's Rebel this? Rebel Kitchen Rebel Kitchen that's it uh, who is this episode for by the way I don't I'm know sure I'm just fucking <laughs> moaning at you as you're trying really hard to keep us on the rails and I'm just despairing and we're referencing vegan milk companies fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this, this episode is, for <laughs> this is this is exclusively for us like yeah, this is for me I like, like it always has been here yeah, yeah. Um, I just, if you, en- if I you enjoy know. our podcast know. it's by accident I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> this is just recorded catharsis <laughs> Christ. Okay, Look, so it's it's got to come out somewhere. Why not? Why not record it and put it out on the internet for everybody to listen to? <laughs> someone might enjoy it. But why are these idiots whining for no reason? 
Um, <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, we, we have we have the shards. I guess that's cool. We're getting a shard set. Which I, the thing is, like when you talk about that, it's like, oh, that'd be interesting for standard. I don't care about standard. I don't think anyone does. I heard yeah. that Neon Dynasty was pretty good for standard after the bans, and I haven't heard anything since because I don't think anyone actually plays that format. Yeah, I've got no idea. Absolutely, I play Arena pretty much every day still somehow, and I've haven't touched standard at all, and have no interest in it. So yeah, no idea. Couldn't tell you. Oh man, theme boosters are back. Yeah, theme boosters are back. After they went away for good reason, they set maybe. Yeah, <laughs> they were, they were awful. I think the last theme boosters were Theros Beyond Earth. I genuinely think that's the last theme booster. If only I had access to Google, I could find out. Theros Beyond Earth. Did they not have them for? We didn't Golden realms. buy any of them. Yeah, we didn't stock any of them. Oh, they had them for Kaldheim apparently, and Strixhaven. And Kamigawa, right? I was just wrong, apparently. Cool. <laughs> Why would you ever buy a theme booster? They're atrocious. Uh, cool, okay. Uh, what else can I complain about? Uh, there is a new type of collector booster box. So oh, this one is, ex- is. exclusive. Yeah, it's just for Japan currently. So it's a Japan exclusive collector box. Uh, it comes in a pack of 10 boosters rather than 12. Is that it? Is that what makes it special? That's, that, that's it, yeah. Are you joking? No, no, I'm not, no, I'm not joking, no. <laughs> so, so it comes in, New Streets of New Kvenna comes in, draft boosters, set boosters, collector boosters, and then in a special Japan exclusive compact 10 set booster display. Ooh. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, not, not collector boosters, set boosters. That's what I meant. Oh, so it's a slightly bigger. So bundle. it's, so it's, yeah. Because you get eight set boosters in a bundle now. Yeah, it's a slightly bigger bundle now. <laughs> Fuck me. Wizards of the Coast is the real mafia. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, man. We got Shard Cutters, Obnixus, a Pinstripe Suit. There's a fucking Lynx and a Fedora. The, the planes features many people in Fedoras. One of them's holding a cane. Not that I have any beef with people in canes, but oh, it just looks wrong. Ugh. Ugh. It's, we can talk about the fact it's, that the it's, it's 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 jarring. I just yeah, I I don't know. I I'm definitely not having as much of a, a visceral reaction as you are, but I, I do agree that that it's jarring. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that brings. As long as there's cool cards, that's that's me happy. We know theme wise, I guess there are there are five families. Um, we have the Obscura. They are white, blue, black. The Maestros. They are blue, black, red. The Riveteers, they are black, red, green. The Cabaretti, they are red, green, white. And the Brokers, they are green, white, blue. And none of those names matter, and I won't remember them in, in like a minute's time. You said one of them that made me go, ah, and then I forgot it. The Maestros, Jesus Christ. Maestros, yeah. I mean, I think Ob- Obscura is the one that I will remember the most because their set symbol is like a. It's, it's like some Illuminati stuff going on. There's a hand with like a keyhole going into it and like a dagger into it. So I think that's fairly easy to remember. But like, you know, Cabaretti. I'm never going to remember that. Sounds like a car. It does, doesn't it? Is that a car? <laughs> <laughs> also, like, it's it's like, oh, the Brokers, the Riveteers, the Maestros, the Obscura, the Cabaretti. Like, what does Cabaretti mean? 
Yeah, the Toyota Cabaretti, I, I imagine. Yeah, all of the others are like, oh, it, it's it's the brokers, it's the maestros, the riveteers. They're all like jobs or like things people do or have yeah. this 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 kind that kind of air about them, and then it's just oh, and and the Cabaretti. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this set. I hadn't looked at it's, it long enough. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah. you only you're only now really looking at it, being like, oh, yeah, I oh, I, I do, I don't like this thing. I thought I'd formed an opinion. I don't know how we, we, I was considering talking about this for an entire podcast episode without getting angry about it. But yeah, I don't know what is it. What is it that, that's that's getting you angry about it? Is it just the? I just don't like it. Looking at it makes me angry. It's, it's like the, uh, uh, it's I don't know. It's the little fox, foxy bingo guy. <laughs> Fuck off! That's exactly what it looks like. Jesus Christ! <laughs> God fucking damn it! Uh, yeah, my real problem is fairies, and I'm going to explain over the next rest of, the rest of the episode why I dislike fairies and get completely. Yeah, and in this essay, I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God! No, I just don't like it. Um, um, it's fine. You're allowed to not, to not like things. I, I don't know. Maybe it was the thing with Kamigawa. The reason I didn't not like, I didn't dislike it was because it still had the elements of like old Kamigawa and like it felt a bit more magicy and yeah. And it's it's still for for what it's worth like a cool fantasy theme, a cool fantasy setting. Like we don't live in a world where there are like magical neon lights floating about and there's like mechs roaming the streets and like people have robots. Like raccoons and stuff like that. That's, that's yeah. still it. Still has that that so strong fantasy elements. There are yeah some heavily heavy use of technology, but there is still like there's still the elements from like traditional Japanese folklore as well. There's still a lot of mythos to it to go alongside the mythology, but we haven't seen any of that for this set yet. All we've seen is is animals and cloves. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe weird. I'm just closer to a weeb than I am to a neckbeard. Maybe that's why this isn't appealing to me. Yeah, I think mainly. Yeah, the genuinely the reason is like all of this looks like it could be like a stylized depiction of the actual world, right? Or maybe yeah, like the yeah, yeah. From it from like you know nearly a century ago, but there's a rhino in a suit and a cat in a fedora. <laughs> yeah, because that's all I can see currently. It's just that it looks like just the real world, but it's featuring some animals, basically. And that's really rubbing me the wrong way. I'm wrong. I understand I'm wrong, and no one cares. But I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, definitely. <laughs> that's <a> diplomatic <laughs> answer you could have possibly given. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I genuinely think I'm out of things to say that I'm just repeating what I've just said. Yeah, so we have, we haven't got like a whole load of information on it yet, but. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what we get. So we're going to get the the story video comes the 31st of March. Uh, the previews properly start April 7th. So we're still we're still a month off at this point. Um, yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. I'll say optimistically. <laughs> the on, the online release, like the arena release, starts after pre-release this time. Yeah, That's it does. Nice. Yeah, so I guess I guess the first time ever, really, what they, they they've done is they they've shifted pre-release back to actually meaning something. Uh, and we yeah. get paper pre-release is the first place, first place um, where you get to play these cards in person. 
So people can't come into pre-release having drafted it 20 times on Arena already. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Uh, that's a good change. Yeah. Pre-release will actually be April 22nd, and then the, the online release, so for Arena and Magic Online, will be April 28th, so the whole, a whole week later. Which is, yeah, fantastic. Every set, like since Arena has been been properly launched, like every set I've played on Arena before I've gone to pre-release. Like, just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. What's the amazing? So that's cool, at least. It's, yeah, they're, they're, they are still very much in that that experimental zone, definitely. In terms of, of, of organised play, but also, also the set and the themes and stuff. Yeah, I... I, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I I like. Yeah, like I've said before, I I I like that they are willing to take these risks, do something different, and at least this this looks interesting. Uh, yes, it looks interesting. And will like actually be different, not just like, <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, we're going back to Zendikar, but this time it's going to be different, and it just. It is, but it's bad because it's bland and boring. Like at least this isn't boring. Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think as well. Like we've got Kamigawa and Dynasty and the Brothers War and Not Dominary United, which are like making me those sets. I'm really excited for. Um, and this is just a thing in between that's like annoying me. Yeah. Man, we can't put this episode out. <laughs> we need to just come up with a second topic because this has been horrendous. It's good. It's all good. Is it's it? All good. <laughs> is it though? Because at least when I'm like complaining about proxies or like finance, it, I'm imparting some kind of inf- information while ranting about shit. You know? Yeah. Whereas this is just like I don't like the thing, which is a stupid thing to say. Yeah, but but why? But why don't you like the thing? I mean, there are certainly things that I don't like about it. It's stuff like like the triomes have the triomes have silly names uh, that. Will be difficult to remember. Like not like, you know, if you want to if you want to make triumphs, you want to make card like triumphs, so that they are going to be seeing a play across multiple formats. Then surely you would, you would want to make them, you want to give them names like like the Shocklands names that are fairly easy to remember, that are, are fairly ubiquitous names. These are like specific places with difficult to remember names, like made up words. That's all difficult for a start. And yeah, like the fact that you've called them after these specific places, you can't reprint them in anything but a master set. Or if we return to the plane, so then you're potentially locking in. Oh, we have to go back to these to this plane if we want to reprint these. There are certainly, I certainly have reasons for things I, I dislike, but I'm still, I'm still gonna give this this set time. So we see some actual cards in the set. So far, all we've seen is is like. Ten lands and one spell. We haven't even seen Obnixilus yet. Let's just wait till we see Obnixilus before we can judge it. I think. And I can hate that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So I guess in in terms so we, in terms of I guess secret layers and crossovers and stuff are like the the way magic works these days. What what could you foresee them doing for for Streets and Ukrapena? Um. But like an IP, yeah, like like an IP well, I mean, or like or was... anything really. Like nothing's off the table really now, is it? We <laughs> to predict a random secret there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're gonna do whatever they want. 
and I'm not going to like it. I th- th- my main thing is I, the, the actual crux of my how I feel is uh, I'm autistic and it makes my brain sad, and that's the only thing yeah. I can possibly use to explain how I feel about this. I have no tangible feelings. I have no critiques or comments or anything. I just don't like it looking at it, and it makes me feel bad. And that's wrong. That's, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a reason to dislike. That's something. fair enough, though. Like, yeah, if you don't like change that is too jarring, and this change is too too jarring, then like, fair enough. Fair enough. So, happened with the Walking Dead circuit, though. So it's bad. Yeah, yeah that is that is true. Yeah, this is bad. This is awful. I'm going to sell all of my cards. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> I remember well. And then they did the same thing, but they did it with an IP that I like. So I was like, oh, this is totally yeah. fine because I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, I. Uh, I, I'm not excited for the set at all, and that's that's where my my opinion ends. <laughs> I'm excited for spoilers. <laughs> excited for spoiler season to be over, so we can get onto to a set that you are looking forward to. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. I think I'm I'm looking forward to this set more so than I am Dominaria United. Uh, I I mean I'm really looking forward to the Brothers War. I think that'll be cool. It's an artifact set, and they're going to break it, and that's going to be fantastic to watch. Um. But I, th- I think, you know, we've seen, what, like, one or two splash images from Dominaria United. I uh, yeah. can't imagine, at this point, I can't imagine how that's going to really differ from the previous Dominaria set. And I don't think you could really get any better than the previous Dominaria set. So, like, my expectations are pretty, pretty low for that. Um, in terms of, like, I think it'll be fine. I don't think it'll be a great set. I don't think it'll be a particularly interesting set. Whereas at least for the, for this, Streets of New Capenna, I kind of have no expectations because I have no idea what it's going to be like. All I know is is that it's going to be strange and so far it's definitely living up to that. Yeah, I mean... So I think it, th- that intrigue definitely makes me more interested in this than, than something like Dominaria United, definitely. Or like Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate, like, yeah. That's going to be cool. Like The, the Invention of the Forgotten Realms thing was great. They, they did a great job with that. Yeah, I, I, I care about this more more than that, even, even I think. Like, yeah, they did a good job of it, but to me, this feels like more, like, more interesting, just a more interesting avenue to take magic down than to do a crossover with D&D. Yeah, I guess that. But, like, I, didn't, I don't want them to be interesting or innovative. I want them to do good card designs and write interesting lore, and that's about it. Yeah. That's where it stands. Like, I don't need them to be to innovate or, like, reinvent the wheel. I think that's most of my problem with Wizards of the Coast. Maybe we can just cut the, the episode up until this point where I actually have a point to make. Is that, like, sure. <laughs> I, I don't want Wizards to, to innovate and have to th- feel like they're trying to please people with new, shiny, exciting things. Like, yeah. magic has been successful for nearly 30 years for a reason. And it's not because of you know borderless cards and showcase arts and foils and stupid packs and commanded X every set. It's just that you just make a good game and people will enjoy it. And I don't really understand why we're trying to do mad shit when like we've got so many planes that they haven't explored or devoted really any design to. Yeah. That we know exist in the canon of the multiverse that we just don't have yet. And we're doing New Capenna first. You know, like apparently so, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know. I kind of, yeah, I don't know this very much, and I'm sorry I've been so <laughs> negative about it. No, that is my way. Totally, totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's that thing that we we constantly see and, and have seen for a while now. Like the thing that I always feel like a bit of a dickhead for saying as well. Like oh, like because wizards are a division of Hasbro. 
their goal more so than to make a good game is to make consistently overperforming quarters and and how how do they do that other than innovate and and do new things and interesting things and and confusing things and things that will get people talking things that will get people excited and they do all of the, all of that stuff too and you know a lot of it really has compromised the integrity of the game and this is the this is just just the world we live in but i i think i'd much rather if if this is the path they are going to go down which which they are it's how, how big business works I'd much rather them be doing stuff like this than just have like mediocre set after mediocre set where nothing much changes but every now and then they print a slightly different version of Teferi or something No I think that's fair I like yeah I I, I would rather them innovate than just stagnate I guess but I just don't yeah. need them to do like completely mad shit all the time The, the cubism broker's ascendancy thing does make me angry though I do dislike. So, how how do you think? How do you think you would feel if they did this set at a different time? Is is part of this potentially just like the pure whiplash from Kamigawa from having like, okay, we've got, uh, we've got we've got Innistrad, we're on Innistrad, the plane that everybody loves, to suddenly, oh, it's all neon lights and skyscrapers and a magical tree and there's robots and it's the future and it's Blade Runner. To then suddenly own, and now it's 1920s Chicago. Yeah, but I think it's the, it's, it's the fact that it's 20s Chicago that's really that's that's the only th- like I don't know um, maybe it's just because I'm used to like if if they'd yeah if, if they if they'd let's say they'd release this set next year like the rest of this year we had like generic fantasy magic we had you know two Dominaria sets and a core set let's say this year and then first set of 2023 we had. Streets of New Capenna, and it was this Art Nouveau, Art Deco, nineteen twenties Chicago world. How would you would you feel differently about it? Do you think? No, probably not. <laughs> no, it's not the interesting engaging answer you were looking for. But <laughs> no, not really. I just I I don't think I like this premise like at all. I think yeah, I would have preferred it if it was more fantasied up. And again, like things aren't don't have to be for me. I just don't really understand how we got here. Like futuristic Kamigawa kind of made sense, and again, it made sense yeah. in my brain, right? I was able to rationalize it in the wider world of magic, but this is just, just really throwing me for a loop. But we we had like, you know, we 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 have had settings which have drawn on real world influences before. And you look at places like look at like planes like Armanket, look at planes like, uh, like Ixalan, even vampire pirates. Is that more jarring than? than this less jarring than this maybe it's because like all historical references they've drawn from before have been so long ago and this is like the most recent yeah, historical yeah. reference and maybe I'm just getting old and like the 20s doesn't seem far enough away for me to think of it as a thing that can be assimilated into a fantasy setting or like a sci-fi setting yeah did you know like in a stride being like you know grim folk tales or whatever feels like you know far enough removed from the world we currently live in uh, you know, Egyptian law really far away, Aztec law very far away um, <laughs> ancient Japanese law very very far away and like this doesn't feel like it's long enough ago and like seeing like just actual skyscrapers and stuff is very strange to me and I think that's pretty much the only reason I can possibly muster to justify yeah. 
how I feel. And that's yeah, that that's it's fair enough. It's fair enough. I just yeah, it it's not hitting me like that. Yeah, I wish we had more information about the set other than like the the setting. Like if we had more cards, maybe it would be hitting different. So yeah, maybe maybe your opinion will change when we come to to proper preview season. Yeah, very well could do. I, I I hope it does. Like, or maybe maybe the limited format will be great, and you'd be like, yeah, I can look past the themes because it's got an all time great limited format. Yeah, I just know I won't care about this like when the set releases and it's been out for like a week. I just won't be thinking yeah. about this at all. Um, and I mean that's yeah that's that's kind of the way it goes now though, isn't it? It's like, do you care about Kamigawa Neon Dynasty now? Yeah. Do you care about Midnight Hunt now? Uh, no, but I never cared about that set. Really. Do you care about Crimson Vow, which I which I almost <laughs> forgot about? Like, <laughs> no, I think it's just like the immediacy of things, right? But you see a thing pop up yeah. on the Twitter timeline, you're like, I care about this, and then you just stop looking at it for five hours, and then you never think about it again. It's just that you just stop caring eventually, and I will stop yeah. caring. I'm sure. Yeah, which yeah, I think it's because of that. Like, I find it difficult to engage with with some of the things when Magic does really. I guess for a better term, like radical changes like this. So when when we see your big inclusions, it's like I I can't remember any of the like the strict saving houses. I can't remember any of the um, the realms on Carl time now. Like I can't remember any can't remember any of the family names that we just talked about apart from Obscura or Cabaretti. I can remember Cabaretti because what the hell does that mean? And <laughs> the but I. Maestro, okay, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can. Maestro's Cabaretti, Obscura. Uh-huh. Well, we have the ascendancy of one of them, so you should remember that. Uh, I have no idea. Foxy, Foxy Bingo ascendancy. <laughs> Brokers. Brokers, okay. Oh, okay. Riveteers. I don't know. Riveteers, there we go. See, you've got it. Yeah. And stuff like, like the triomes, I can't. Can you name any of the triomes? Like, I can't. I just don't care because it just does. It just doesn't matter. Uh, we we don't. Like, somebody's proving ground. Somebody's tower. Somebody's garden. No, 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 no. The act. The actual triomes. Oh God, no! But I can remember from Ikoria. Oh, Ikoria. Yeah. yeah. Zagoth, Catria, Indatha, Savai, and I can't remember which one. I haven't said triome. Uh, Savai, Zagoth, uh, Rabrin. Okay, fair enough. I do maybe it's just me. So maybe, maybe, yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just me that just doesn't care about the details. Just tell no, me no, what I'm the card s- does. No, I'm just surrounded by magic cards every day, so I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of magic cards, which is really unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> for, most, for most situations. Yeah, but I feel like I certainly did have in the past, but now I just like I just don't care because it moves so quickly. Yeah, does I will say keeping up with magic because maybe this should have been the topic. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep suggesting topics at the 11th hour of the podcast. Um, sure. <laughs> but, like, it's so hard to keep up with magic, even in, um, like, when I work with it every day. Yeah. Like, most of my job is, like, knowing cards and, and having an idea of, of what's a good card, what's a bad card, and what the cards are. And if someone mentions a card to me or describes a card to me, I need to, need to know what it is. And I just, like, it's hard for me to do that, and I spend all day looking at magic cards. <clears throat> Like, it's so hard to keep up with everything, even as someone who's like very, very engaged and very um, part of the game. Like it's it's so hard to keep up with stuff. Yeah. Like what's what's new and what cards are and and it's all just happening a bit too fast. These will be. I'm sure these will be. Um, like these aren't the problem with these is they're not going to supplant the already the names we already have for the shards. 
It's like I'm sure. Yeah. I'm oh, sure exactly. Still... Like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to call it Espetrium. I'm going to call it like, even like the like the Eucoria ones. We could just have Jeskai Trium. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they already have those. Um, so it's not going to supplant those. Right? No one's calling it Law Hold instead of Boros, right? Yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe maybe Zoomers are. Maybe your friend will. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll. Yeah. Learn, maybe. Learn. maybe Maybe that's it. Maybe we're just getting old. <laughs> yeah, maybe green blue will just be Quandrex now instead of uh, Simic. And, and that's. I mean, what? Okay, so before we go with this absolute mess of a podcast, what was uh, what actually drew your friend to Magic? Like, why do they want to play? Uh, I don't know really. I think they were just like, they were just looking for a new game to play. Yeah, okay. they were looking for like a new game to play, and you can't spend more than a couple of minutes on on Twitter when you follow somebody who's into magic without seeing magic cards so I know it was um so it was was triple triad as well he's been playing triple triad the final fantasy card game that exists in some of the final fantasy games oh, okay and kind of wanted that, to get into a card game is that a thing that people actually actively play uh it's I believe it's in 14 oh that's cool I don't know. so he he'd got a he'd got a he purchased like a physical set of triple triad cards that somebody made Oh, and so. then was wanting to get into card game, and obviously Magic is, is the best card game. So yeah, and you can't play the Final Fantasy card game because it's bad. Yeah. So you got to play Magic. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, actually, it must be it must be quite strange, like coming into it now. I guess you're you're coming into it now, and and your your point of reference for the like the shards and the the color pairings and stuff. It, it will be Capenna, it will be Ikoria, it will be Strixhaven, it won't be Ravnica. And that feels yep. weird. We were the boomers the whole time. Yeah. But that's fine. I do not fear age. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It's It's been a weird one. It's been a weird one. This set is certainly strange. I, I'm looking forward to it. I can say that much at this point. Uh, I want to see Obnixilis, I want to see Elspeth, I want to see what I assume uh, is going to be Davriel Kane. I think he's a really cool character, so seeing him on the plane with demon lawyers makes sense in my mind, so they better do it. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure that's probably the plan. Cool, we'll have to wait and see. I'm going to have to keep talking about this set for like the next two months or so, so better get used to it. Yeah. I mean, you might like it. You might. Like it. Can you can you make any any bold, unfounded predictions at this point? Uh, none of these cards will be impactful in any kind of format that I care about. That's <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's fair enough. I don't know. Like, it's hard to make predictions about what's in the set, and it's hard to make predictions about what will happen with like how popular the set is because all sets are basically the same now. It's just random ones have the traction. Yeah. Like Strixhaven was like. You know, all, all sets have like very little value in them, and all sets like have reasonable cards for all sorts of formats in them. And like Strixhaven and Kamigawa are the ones that really hit with people and are really popular, and we keep selling out of sealed product. And the Innistrad, yeah. the Innistrad sets and eventually the Garden Realms were terrible, <laughs> and no one wanted to buy them. So maybe this will be one of those, probably. I just want to get to the Brothers World. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. I want to get back into old magic. I'm just old. That's my problem. I say to someone yeah, two I mean, years older than me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, Brothers War, I'm excited for, but 
I mean, yeah, Brothers 1 I'm excited for because it's more of the same, it's more of the old. Uh, I, I love the older magic stuff, that's going to be great, but I, I, at the same time, I'm also, I'm also intrigued by this. I think that's why I'll, where I'm going to leave my, my feelings about this, this, this. I'm not too excited, but I'm certainly not disappointed. In before you can't name I think a I'm single intrigued. playable card from the set in two months' time. Yeah, probably. Unless <laughs> they put lightning bolt in the set. <laughs> <laughs> I've absolutely no idea what's going on in any of the sets. Yeah. Maybe that's a fun idea for an episode. I just test you on cards from sets and see if you can name any of the cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can certainly do that. I can. I can remember Lion Sash from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. That's a good card. Yeah, great. Because that happened. Like that set came out three weeks ago. Okay, yeah. name three mythics from Carl Time. Uh, Alron's Epiphany. Uh huh. Goldspan Dragon. Uh huh. Great stuff. Uh, I'll get one. I'll get one. I'll get one. <laughs> it shouldn't take you this long, man. Oh, Valky. 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 What's the full yeah. name of that card, please? Tivolt. Great. 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 Yeah. <laughs> My favorite magic card, Valky Tivolt. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. I don't know. Valky Cosmic Imposter. Is that the card? No, that's Tivolt Cosmic Imposter. The front side. Tivolt Cosmic Imposter. Valky God advice. I don't know. Nobody ever plays that side. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> I think that'd be a, fun, a genuinely fun game to play. Just trying to get I think that would be. <laughs> I think that would. Be. Despite the fact that like, I play like Arena pretty much every single day, it mm-hmm. just it just doesn't stick because it doesn't matter. It's on the board for a second while it banters around and does the fancy flashy animations, and that that that's all. That's all it cares about. Can you? Can the names you, don't matter. Can you name three mythics from Strixhaven? Strixhaven. Uh, I can name Magnum Opus. Um, That's not the name of the card. Is it not Magnum Opus? It's Magma Opus. It's a funny joke. Magma Opus. Oh, yeah. It's a very good pun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I can name Magma Opus. I think that's literally... I couldn't even name that. (laughs) I think that's literally it. Um, Oh, Will and Rowan are... A double face planeswalker. <laughs> yep, that is true. You got it. Close uh, enough. And the guy from Ikoria is there too. The guy from Ikoria. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, fucking Luca. Yeah, Luca. There we go. He's Professor a, Onyx. Look, he's the back Professor of a, Onyx is a card. There we go. Luca's the back of a card. Yeah. The front card's called Mila. <laughs> See, it's just who's who can possibly <laughs> store know. any of this knowledge in their head? Who knows anything know. about magic? Certainly not me anymore, apparently. Yeah, that's next week's episode sorted. Yeah. This one will just re- release and sweep under the rug, and then next week we'll have some good content, I promise. <laughs> Man, I'm just on one today, I swear. I'm just in a bad mood, clearly. It's, yeah, it's, I mean... It all started with that fucking cat, time, cat in a fedora. <laughs> I've, just, I've just lost my mind. I've just completely lost contact with reality. <sighs> that's fine. Me too, me too. And on that note, I think that's all we have time for this week. It's been a bit of a, a bit of a strange one. Um, let us know what your your thoughts and feelings are on on this episode and on Streets of New Capenna. You hit us up on social media. On Twitter, we are at hfdcast at facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or if you really enjoyed anything and would like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit, try that one again. You can hit us up at patreon.com slash arrow devastation. Tears start from as little as $1 per month for its roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by manleague.com where you can use the promo code HRFD5 to get 5% off your whole order. 
you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at PeachGardenOaf. So with an F, Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. I'm in pretty much all the magic groups you'll see me about. Also stream every Friday night, magic, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOaf. We're playing Vintage Cube. It's super fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. Come hang out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sneeler. Nice. I'm sure I'm complaining about something. God, I'm just in a mood. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've completely derailed this podcast. I'm just. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I assume regular service will will return next week. But for now, it's all we have time for. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. God Farah has returned. We'll see you again next week on Art of Devastation. <laughs>